Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Defining Truth, episode 13. We have some very important things to talk about today, and that's why I want to remind you and encourage you to please subscribe. Wherever you listen, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or here on YouTube, uh, please show your support by subscribing. And what that allows you also to do is receive a little prompt a text, a message whenever we come out with a new show. It also makes it a lot easier for you to share this truth and very important information. And today, of all episodes, you're going to want to hear this. Um, Brandon, tell us what we're going to talk about. Yeah, so three topics on the docket today. We're going to talk about uh, Biden sending troops to Europe, Mm. the left suppression of free speech, both at the federal level with the FTC and uh, state level with California Assembly denying Bill Asaley the right for his constituents to be represented in the state house here in California and uh, how local politics is also not exempt from leftist tyranny with Gavin Newsom uh, Mm -hmm. coming after the Temecula Valley school board. Uh, But to start it off, we're going to talk about uh, Biden sending troops to Europe. He's authorized the military to uh, call up 3000 reserve troops to support operations in Europe. Uh, This is after tens of thousands were sent there last year after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. We're going to play a short clip. 1,000 reserve troops to Europe for something called Operation Atlantic Resolve. This comes just on the heels of his trip to Europe where he met with Ukrainian President Zelensky. And this is on top of the 20,000 troops Biden sent to Europe just last year following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So the U.S. currently has over 100,000 troops in Europe at this moment. So, Charlie, this seems to be a, an abrupt deployment. How do you interpret that? Yeah. So I think there are a couple of things going on here. The first is that uh, Biden embarrassed himself on the world stage yet again um, over the last couple of days. And this is an effort to kind of uh, shore up support in Europe and uh, and specifically with uh, w- with Ukraine and Zelensky, I think is the first thing. The second thing is that uh, it, it's a reminder uh, that as unclear as the administration is about what our interests are in this part of the world and in this war that Joe Biden allowed to hatch under his uh, under his presidency, um, as unclear as they are, they are fully committed mm, to it. And I would advise the president that far more important than just putting more reservists, and they are just reservists at this point, but that's one step closer to being a full-blown hot war yeah. with right, the that's, largest... That's arson- Charlie Hurt there speaking to Jesse Waters. Um, very interesting point about, and what he's alluding to at the end, about how uh, provocative the action is. Um, and there's pros and cons to that, and there's two sort of divided opinions between analysts on what's going on. But, I mean, uh, essentially... Uh, you know, he, he briefly mentioned we have thousands of troops in Europe already. Um, what's not being covered so much is that there's a lot of movement internally in addition to the 3,000 that are coming from the states. Um, but what I think the real headline behind this story is, let's just pause before we get into the, the, the troop movement and putting American servicemen closer to the Russians. Let's remember what happened behind this event right now. Let's just do a little refresher. So remember, Biden's corrupt family connections with Ukraine and China that have personally netted them millions of dollars in bribe money. Let's remember that. That's sort of setting the stage for this movement. In fact, just today it was revealed by the House Oversight Committee 
that uh, confirmed the alleged unnamed foreign national that we saw in the text messages. You guys remember that that came out earlier this this month, uh, allegedly bribing Joe and Hunter Biden with $10 million. The House Oversight Committee confirmed that that was none other than the Burisma founder, Mikola Slochevsky. It's the now... uh, infamous FBI FD-1023 form provided by Ray had redacted Slochevsky's name. Um, He was um, all in all paying Hunter Biden the exorbitant sum of $83,000 a month. Let me just say that again for, for my Democrats out there. The person who was in the text message with Hunter Biden who uh, named in, in the message, if you didn't read it, Hunter says, my father's sitting next to me in the room. He's demanding money. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, that was talking to a Chinese Communist Party member. This, these were messages that the FBI had where um, he was bribing them with this $10 million amount. And that prior to that, the same Slochevsky guy, who is now revealed to be the Burisma founder, that's the Ukrainian energy company, was paying Hunter Biden $83,000 a month to sit on the board of his Ukrainian energy company for, for, for nothing other than his peddling influence uh, because of his father. And we know for a fact that Slochevsky was facing a corruption investigation in Ukraine, and you guys remember this story, by the prosecutor Victor Shokin. right? We know for a fact that then-Vice President Joe Biden accused Shocking of corruption because he was trying to investigate his son Hunter. They pulled a switcheroo. So here's a Ukrainian prosecutor, Shokin, who's going after Burisma for corruption and bribery. And of course, unbeknownst to us at the time, they're paying the Biden family millions of dollars, including $83,000 a month to Hunter. And Joe Biden intercedes as the vice president and demands that this prosecutor be fired. We know that then VP Biden successfully threatened to pull a billion U.S. loan dollars as leverage to push for the prosecutor uh, Shokin's removal. We know that Shokin was replaced by Yuri Lutsenko, who clearly Slochevsky and Burisma, who cleared him of criminal charges in 2019. Okay, this is the definition of corruption. Now, it's important to remember, before we go into him sending troops uh, you know, into the border regions around Russia, you need it to remember the context. So let's please remember that they wanted to impeach President Donald Trump over his phone call trying to expose the Biden corruption and Shokin's attempt at prosecuting their good friend and co-conspirator, Shlotevsky. That, that, I can't even overstate that enough. Let me, let me just repeat that again. They tried to impeach Trump for his phone call over exposing the Biden corruption. It was facts versus ideology. And of course, Biden now infamously was recorded stating that um, the U- Ukrainian must, Ukraine must fire the prosecutor investigating his son or he would withhold a billion dollars in aid to Ukraine. Of course, this is before we to date have sent $75 billion in war money to you, um, Ukraine, now embattled in a ground war with Russia. So here we are now, President Slow Joe Biden has ordered troops to the borders of Ukraine without congressional approval, which is within his right as president, but it begs the question, why? 
So let, let me let me just give you a, a, the, the scope of um, service members on the ground there. According to the Department of Defense, General Austin ordered 8,500 service members to a heightened state of readiness should NATO activate its rapid reaction force. This is all just within the last couple days. He ordered a infantry battalion task force of about 800 soldiers to deploy from Italy to the Baltic region. So this is not included in the 3,000 that he announced. This is troop movement within Europe toward the Russian border. 8,500 from Italy um, to the Baltic region. He also approved the movement of eight F-35 Lightning II aircrafts from Germany to operating locations on NATO's eastern flank. He ordered 20 AH-64 Apache attack helicopters to deploy from Germany to the Baltic region, and 12 Apache helicopters will move from Greece to Poland. They sent 1,000 soldiers from a striker squadron from Germany to Romania, and 82nd Airborne Division Infantry Brigade Combat Team will deploy to Poland from Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Brigade combat teams are functional combinations of infantry, artillery, and support units that are ready to operate in an area of operation. And a company-sized striker unit will deploy to Hungary and Bulgaria. Overall, there's over 100,000 service members based in Europe. And, and on top of all this, little, little did we hear about this in the news, Sweden just joined NATO. Sweden, which is a country that borders Russia, in, in, in a stark contrast to previous precedent about NATO and uh, Western and Russian relationship. So uh, why do I bring all this up, right? Because as pointed out there uh, a second ago by the news clip, it is a provocative mood. It's um, one might say it's a show of strength in their Ukrainian conflict, but there's another way to say it too, is that, you know, as we've covered before, we have analysts that, that are, are repeatedly saying, look, if you push Putin too far, if he feels like there's no escape, there's a, there's a high likelihood of him using a tactical nuclear device. So when Joe Biden recently made comments saying, you know, we're in it for the long haul, it's, it's very provoking to, to Putin and the Russians who feel like NATO is encroaching all around them, right? Sweden joining NATO, that's a border state. Um, that is equivalent of, you know, our, some, you know, national opponent moving military troops into Tijuana, right? We would certainly ask why. Now, of course, the detractor would say, well, we're trying to win the war there. And, but, but the question is, what is the United States doing there? Given the entire background I just read, their corruption, their, their treason, their relationship with the Chinese Communist Party, which, you know, is, is really probably the bigger issue. See, uh, some have compared um, Biden's actions to that of Reagan's or that he's trying to make himself look like a Reagan who was very strong against the Russians during the Cold War. But a very big difference, uh, there, well, there's a lot of differences, right? Biden only fashions himself to be Reagan because Reagan was a national hero and one of the greatest presidents of our time. Uh, Biden's not even close, but he realized that a lot of things that Reagan did were useful. But here's, here's, you know, here's a few things that were different. Reagan would have never withdrawn from Afghanistan, single-handedly greatest military debacle in U.S. history. Yeah, definitely not in the way that Biden handled it. Absolutely not. Um, Reagan also was not destroying the U.S. economy with uh, 
obscenely um, high interest rates and uh, crushing debt and trillions of dollars. That, that doesn't really project the message that you're serious about national defense when you can't even maintain your own country because of progressive Marxist um, agenda. So the truth is, while there's a lot of varying opinions as to why Biden is doing this, we don't really know for sure. Uh, analysts are divided on whether or not pushing Putin too far would trigger his use of a nuclear device, which I think is very plausible based on my conversations with government folks in, in recent past. And there's another perspective that says, well, Biden's simply playing up his wartime presidential look in hopes of faring well for him in upcoming elections. I just want to put this into context for people real quick, because we talked about the number of troops that are being moved around Europe. And for those who might not know or, or don't think that this definitely is uh, provocative, when, when the U.S.-led coalition uh, invaded Iraq in March of 2003, 130,000 American soldiers were deployed initially. So you're talking, that number is very close to the number of people who are now being moved around in Europe. And we wonder why Putin is getting nervous. I mean. Right. And if you have no intention of using them, like Biden has repeatedly said, then why would you send 100,000 troops there? Who are you? I mean, that's a lot of people. You know, and, and if you listen to his own words, he, he constantly says, oh, well, we're just protecting our NATO friends. Well, I mean, are we going to war there? I mean, well, that's, that's what the $75 billion was supposed to be for. That's right. protecting the NATO friends. In addition to almost as much as that was sent by NATO directly, which the U.S. funds as well. And either way, it doesn't justify billions of dollars we're spending with little to no oversight whatsoever going into Ukraine. And, and you know, is it sad? Yes, of course it is. Are there innocent people in Ukraine caught up in the corruption of politics? Of course there are. Um, do we want Russia to invade their neighboring countries? Absolutely, absolutely not. But the truth is, given the Biden's specific corruption and ties to Chinese Communist Party members and Ukrainians, and the fact that billions of U.S. taxpayer dollars are going into this conflict, which nobody seems to understand, um, makes this all very, very dangerous. And here's another, uh, this is just total speculation, but if Putin was provoked to the extent of using a tactical nuclear device, and there are tons of American troops around the border regions, there is a likelihood that Americans would be killed, which would then inevitably draw us into a conflict. Because if, if, you know, if, a, if a member of NATO is attacked, that's the agreement, we all come to help. So it's almost like they're just poking and poking and poking. I don't understand what they expect out of this, and I think a lot of people are confused, including Joe Biden himself, who clearly is not running his own brain. You know, I just spoke with someone earlier who um, sp spent a long time in the medical field. And, you know, when you are 80 plus years old, you have to take multiple naps a day. That's just common knowledge, right? You have to rest. Your body's breaking down. Your brain is just part of getting old. This guy, slow Joe Biden, is clearly not running the country, much less strategic geopolitical moves around the world. Somebody else is. That's pretty obvious. Um. <sighs> What, we, what it really comes down to is this. In light of all the exposed corruption, the bribery, the treason, which is now a proven fact involving the Biden family, mainly Joe, Hunter, James, but there are others. In light of all that, why is no one saying or doing anything about it? Right? Like, back up from Ukraine uh, and, and the war with the Russians for a minute and, and say, we have all of this evidence and proof that Biden is on the take that he's getting paid millions of dollars and his family is and others around him by America's opponents. And no one's doing anything about it. 
I mean, if this was Donald Trump, there would be 65 investigations and millions of dollars being spent to throw him in jail. In fact, I don't... We there don't already have to, is. <laughs> there already is. We don't have to speculate. That is what happened. For much less. Yet when faced with actual evidence of treason and corruption, the Democrats are silent. And too many Republicans as well. Which is a growing and egregious problem. And now you have a president who we know beyond a shadow of a doubt received millions of dollars in bribes from Ukraine and the Chinese Communist Party, who is going to send American servicemen into the border regions surrounding Russia amidst a bloody and ongoing war. If there was ever an indication of Biden's ineptitude, it, it was, as we mentioned just a second ago, it was his idiotic and disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, which will inevitably shed light for us on how Russia and Ukraine is going to end. That's that's what I think. Well, in Afghanistan, too, you have to think he's got ties to the Chinese Communist Party. And who, Absolutely. Who was the first one to move in besides after the Taliban? Who, what, what nation was the first one to move into Afghanistan? It was the Chinese and the Russians. Those, those are embassies that never left. Yeah. In fact, yeah. Russian intelligence, uh, uh, GRU, and, and others were very active in that withdrawal. It's it's now you know public knowledge that we left eighty plus billion dollars worth of sensitive equipment and national intelligence data in Afghanistan, and Biden literally just told the Americans, "Get out, leave it all for our enemies." The Chinese were there immediately, taking advantage and exploiting things that we left. That that's a whole other story we could cover, but I mean. As an indication, why in the world would we trust this guy getting into another global conflict? A known traitor who's on the take, who's received money, who's betrayed the American people and sacrificed the integrity of of U.S. national security. Afghanistan is without a doubt the single greatest military blunder in U.S. history. Uh, Maybe Biden thinks he can beat his own record by getting more people killed in Ukraine and, and, and wasting even greater amount of taxpayer dollars. Who knows? Well, well, we'll see more of this, I'm sure. The world is trying to figure out where Joe Biden is going and what he's thinking. So is he. He can't figure out how to get off a stage. Um, thank you. But let's move on to the next uh, let's move on to the next topic here on the left's suppression of speech. Yeah, so in her first appearance before uh, Jen Jordan's committee, uh, Lena Khan, the chairwoman of the FTC, uh, was criticized over her alleged mismanagement, well, mismanagement, not alleged, but mismanagement of the agency and uh, her perceived attacks on big business and whether she's using her position to advance a partisan progressive agenda. Um, and these were all key attack points on Biden's policies from the Republicans. Uh, we're going to play a short clip of Jim Jordan's interaction. With hey, pay attention to this. This is Lena really Collins. important. Identify all journalists and other members of the media to whom Twitter has granted access since Musk bought the company. You want to know the name of every journalist Unbelievable. a private company has talked to? Think that's consistent with the First Amendment? Congressman, as a former journalist, I take extremely seriously the valuable work that they do oh, sure. and understand that there can be instances in which government action is particularly, particularly, Madam Chair, if I could, if I could just interject, particularly in the context here. I mean, it's bad enough if you got government asking a private company about who are the journalists you're talking to. You name four of them and say, we want the other names of any journalists you may, in fact, be communicating with. That's bad enough. And I think a threat to the First Amendment freedom of the press. But in the context of 
giving us information about how government had suppressed speech on these platforms. That's the context you're asking for. I think that's particularly troubling, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so here's in a nutshell. Here's what he's saying, right? If you remember, Twitter was best friends with the progressive Marxist. The Biden regime and the Ministry of Truth used Twitter to suppress free speech. They stopped stories like the Hunter Biden laptop story. Think about that. Think about how important that is. They had a story, Hunter Biden in a who knows what drug induced uh, incident. We don't know. Leaves his laptop with tons of sensitive information on it. It gets exposed. It's a hundred percent, hundred percent verifiable. And in it, there there are these emails and messages that detail the corruption between his dad, Joe Biden himself, and others receiving millions of dollars from America's enemies. Okay, that's that's what happened. And the government, the Biden administration, used the uh, power of bureaucracy to work with a private company to stop those stories from getting out. In fact, not only did they claim it was misinformation, they themselves engaged in a psyop of misinformation to deceive the American people. Facts. We know this. It's all out. It's public. It's proven. Then what happens? Elon Musk buys Twitter. He flips the narrative, makes it open, returns free speech, and now you have the Biden admin using the authority of the FTC to go after him. And here you have Jim Jordan, Congressman Jordan, asking the FTC chairwoman, Lena Khan, why she would do this. And what is this? They wanted to know every communication with every journalist that Twitter had since Elon took over. My <laughs> Notice they're not asking about the bombshell news about a treasonous president. Uh, they're asking about why the patriotic guy who bought Twitter is allowing people to speak freely. Well, and later on in the video, too, when he asks her why she wants that information, she says to protect the journalists. Right. Um, yeah. Right. I'm Isn't sure. that ironic? Yeah. Well, what's amazing to me is that just it, the, the whole Twitter situation shows the lack of depth that that most liberals have or most Democrats have in their beliefs. I mean, they had a very powerful tool. With Twitter, the left was using Twitter, like you said, to suppress all types of and all tech companies, really. all, all tech companies, and and they sold out for Elon came in and said, "I want to buy it," and they were like, "Yep, here you go, have it." They they don't care; it's all about the money. I mean, Jim Jordan at one point, and I would encourage anyone listening to go listen to the rest of that video. He's questioning the chairwoman on why one of their own lawyers in this effort felt like the FTC was dictating what they wanted to see as an outcome prior to the investigation even starting. Uh, as Jim Jordan said, tipping the scales is what this lawyer said before they had even begun. So basically, one of their own lawyers was like, hey, you, you're, you're, the, the FTC is basically telling me this is what we want to see from you going in here. And she acted like and she said, I, I've never heard of that individual. She didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. It's from her own deposition. These people are Banana Republic corrupt dictators. That's what they're doing. They, could, they literally could care less about the Constitution of the United States. They have no respect for no, the Actually, it's an impediment for them. The it's an impediment. Of course impediment. it is. That's why, as we've covered, you see governors like Newsom in California uh, attacking the Constitution and the Second Amendment. And f look, the First Amendment is, is right there. It's next on the chopping block because, as we already see, they cannot tolerate any freedom of speech that doesn't agree with their propaganda. It's unbelievable. 
The FTC demanding that Twitter turn over every single communication between the company and journalists. And every communication, by the way, they also wanted every communication that specifically mentioned Elon Musk's name. Remember when Elon was like a hero of the left because he was creating uh, non-gas vehicles? Oh my gosh, it's disgusting. It's, it's literally the worst example of tyranny and, and dictatorship tactics. They intimidate, they suppress the free will of the people. You, 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 you have Democrats going after freedom of the press when it's convenient for them and, and demanding that a private company, one they just worked with prior to suppress the American people, turn over all their communications and who they communicated with just because Elon Musk bought the company. It's the, the Ministry of Truth was totally cool using private tech companies to control propaganda and what information Americans were allowed to have. But heaven forbid the First Amendment get in your way. It's egregious. It's absolutely outrageous. Uh, there's so much of this going on, if you notice. Like, there's almost too much to even cover on the news. They're doing so many bad things. They are destroying the United States of America. They're wrecking the economy. They're wrecking our geopolitical strategy around the world. They're, they're ruining uh, constitutional rights, public education. Our cities are impoverished and full of drugs and transients. They are one of the most, they are the most destructive force America has ever encountered. Look, America as a republic, we overcame so many things. We overcame and defeated slavery. We beat the British Empire for our freedom and independence. We, we, we overcame the evils of Nazism and we defeated empirical goals in World War I. But we are now faced with the greater threat than we've ever seen before. And it's coming from within. And that is the progressive Marxist agenda of the Democrats who have fully adopted America's enemies ideology. It's so bad, and it's on, it's, this war is being waged on so many fronts that if the Republican Party doesn't wake up, if the American people don't wake up now, there won't be anything left to defend. And that was on the federal level. Let's take a look at another way the left is suppressing free speech at the state level with our friend, uh, California Assemblyman Bill Asaley, who we had on the show last episode, which I encourage you to listen to. Um. Just another example of government tyranny and suppression of the American people. Um, there is a video. It's viral all over Twitter and uh, Instagram and other places. I encourage you to go search for it. Uh, look at Billa Saley. Uh, do we have a video for this too? I could probably spool one up real quick. So I'll give a little context. Uh, basically, California Assemblyman Billa Saley is a, is a Republican Assemblyman in California. And he's on the assembly floor, and he's trying to challenge and say something about California Democrats rejecting SB 14. It was a bill that would have made human trafficking categorized as a serious felony. That is one that would lead to a strike. And if you're not familiar, uh, it's the three-strike law. Uh, there are certain felonies which are considered serious, and if you get enough strikes, you do a lot longer in jail because you are so bad for society. And every single Democrat voted no on making human trafficking a serious felony. Now, you might be thinking, what in the world? Like, how could that possibly be? Now, there has been some backpedaling. Newsom got involved in this a little bit because he was like, oh, man, this makes us look bad. So now it's now uh, being reassessed, I've heard. So we'll see what happens. You have a, you have a video for it? Yep. 
This is Bill Asaley trying to be heard, trying to speak on the assembly floor, and you'll hear him shouting point of order as they ignore him. The quorum call has been lifted. The quorum, the quorum call has been uh, lift, uh, lifted. There is no motion. So they're ignoring him. Please give your respectful attention to those who were granted prior permission to speak on an adjournment in memory. The video is wrong there. It says Mathis. It should be Bill Asaley. That's Bill Asaley. Um, I spoke with him personally. Assembly Member Wood. Point of order. There it is. We have a point of order. We have not adjourned. We have a motion. Completely ignore him. Like tyrants. Assembly Member Wood. Completely like disregard Excuse the constitutional me? rights of Assembly the Assembly Member Wood has the floor. All right. Well, so, yeah, and for those who aren't watching on YouTube, he. he tweeted along with this. He said that today the people of my district were denied their voice in our state legislator and the Democratic majority refused to recognize me when I attempted to bring a motion on an SB 14, the child sex trafficking bill. We have rules and procedures. A point of order is supposed to be recognized above all other business. The rules don't matter to them, being the Democrats. It's all about power and winning at all costs. Yeah, they have a supermajority, so they just decided to ignore him. And really, they're not ignoring him. They're ignoring the people that he represents because that's yeah. how America works. So he's trying to speak, and this was a speaker pro tem. This is Cecilia Aguiar Curry, a.k.a. Cecilia, don't care about the First Amendment Curry, completely ignoring him, refusing him to allow uh, the people to be represented, which, let's be clear, again, it, it's not Assemblyman Nasali they're, they're ignoring. It's the citizens he represents. From, from They're preventing them from airing their grievances and making their voice heard. The, the video is viral. I suggest you go look at it. There's another one with a different angle where you can actually see Assemblyman Asaley shouting point of order repeatedly as they ignore him. Complete violation of all precedent and rules, and they move on to the next agenda. You know what's most upsetting about this? We expect this from the anti-American delusional Democrats. But what was really upsetting to me, I watched this video and the other one, you can find it online, was the fact that not a single Republican in that room stood up to defend Bill Asaley. On one of the video, you can see everyone standing in the room, and they did absolutely nothing to assist the assemblyman, nor the people he represents in airing their grievance. That is a clear indicator of a bigger problem we have. I say we, we're here in the state of California. we got a lot of problems, but uh, certainly not least of which is the lack of engagement in the culture war on behalf of of the Republican Party. Um, Assemblyman Asaley's up there trying to take on you know various things. And, and let's be clear, we made this clear on the last episode, we don't necessarily agree on everything. We, we differ, and, and we understand that. And, uh, but he is one of maybe two people that I know of that are actually standing up to the Democrats. And I'm watching GOP leadership kind of just stand there. It's very frustrating. It should be more frustrating for the people. Um, last, on the egregious leftist suppression of free speech and American rights, we come to the local political area. Um, we do have a video of Gavin Newsom on this one, right? So let me give you a little context here. The Temecula Valley School Board, TV uh, USD. Um, it's one that we've covered before on the show. They have a new arch enemy, namely the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. Let me give you some background and context. So three local patriotic Americans ran for the school board last election. 
on the promise of deterring the progressive Marxist agenda in local schools. That's what they ran on. They flipped the majority and made true on their promise. They first removed CRT from being taught directly or indirectly in the school district, mainly because CRT, by the way, is a divisive and deeply racist propaganda message that only serves to tear people apart and instill undue fear in innocent children. Clearly propaganda that has no place in a serious educational institute. Then, more recently, and this is what brought our story today, they refused to bow to the militant LGBT, ZD, FQ, FG, Infinity Letter agenda when they opposed the teaching of the notorious pedophile Harvey Milk, who is widely praised as a sexual hero by the left. Again, the mindset is in keeping with classical American values that define places of education as places of learning vital skills, not indoctrinating young children with over-sexualized molestation and abhorrent pornographic literature. And you can go do your own investigation into Harvey Milk. There's plenty of information out there. Mainly, they took issue with the fact that for years and years, uh, Harvey Milk, as an older man, groomed a 16-year-old boy in a sexual relationship. He attempted to commit suicide several times. Eventually, he was successful in doing so. Many people are aware of this. They knew this, and they understood that Harvey Milk was driven by sexual desire. This is something the left refuses to admit that a lot of these issues come down to self-control and emotional desires. They have no place in public forum or in the American way of life. Individually, you should be able to live the way you want. But there's no constitutional guarantee that leftists can claim that they have the right to force sexual infatuation on our children, young kids in school. Now, we could debate this all day, right? Bottom line is Harvey Milk is not a hero, nor does everyone agree on that fact. So, After CRT, they found out that there were books addressing him as a heroic figure, and they decided to remove it. Guess why? Because they're duly elected by the people, and that's what the parents of this area that voted them in wanted, and they have every right to do so. So what's the problem? The problem with the governor now getting involved is that local school board officials were elected by the people specifically because parents did not agree with the progressive Marxist agenda that Democrats are pushing in this country. So they followed the due process and elected people that better represented them. Local elections are where the power is at, and the Democrats know that. And because of this, the Democrats are freaking out over this school board, this little tiny school board in the local city of Temecula in Southern California. Adults and school teachers that were hell-bent on their progressive ideology, led student protests after they were elected. They made signs. They gave children children guidance on where and when to show up and uh, to hold their socialist-esque protest in an extremely disrespectful manner. Brandon and I were there at one of the events. It was outrageous. We saw how they were acting and shouting and cursing and calling these patriotic Americans Nazis and racist. It's some of the most disgusting behavior I've seen from young people in person. And it was all led and encouraged by teachers and Democrats. And now, because of this Harvey Milk teaching issue, you have the governor of the fifth largest economy in the world making selfie videos threatening the duly elected conservative school board members as he threatened them with legal action and swore he would provide these sexually explicit content in books to the students of that district using state funds. Uh, Listen to Newsom himself. Is that the video we have? 
everybody, it's uh, Gavin Newsom, father of four with two young elementary school kids. And I want to talk to the parents of the Temecula School District. Uh, we've been paying close attention, as I know you have, particularly with school Why? Uh, coming up on August 14th. Um, you're worried, I'm worried, we're all worried uh, about access uh, to information, access to uh, the latest social studies books that are being made available quite literally to hundreds of thousands of kids all throughout the state of California but are being denied to the kids in the Temecula district. Good. Uh, that social studies book is being censored by the local school board. Um, I know that's created a lot of anxiety. Has it really, though? We, yeah, yeah, that's our biggest concern. Yeah. Pause it for a second. Sorry, He's, it, let's, let's continue it, but let's just pause that. And uh, Just a couple things on what he said. So, one, I doubt that his children, which go to some bougie private school, are getting a CRT indoctrination about how evil white people are. You, do you think that's what they're learning at school? Okay, second of all, anxiety? California is falling apart. Fentanyl overdoses, transients, homelessness, violent crime. The economy is horrible. People can't afford houses. People are, you're telling me this is the governor of the fifth largest economy in the world. His concern is anxiety over the removal of the heroic teaching of a pedophile. That narrative just doesn't make any sense. But I will tell you this. This is an indicator about how important local elections are to Democrats. Because you have the governor of California running scared. And by the way, the terminology they're using is extremely deceptive. They're, 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 um, they're just running roughshod over people's brains with this ridiculous way of talking. What, what I mean is when he says, oh, they're censoring books. Yeah, it is our right to oppose bad information. We don't want think, bad things being taught to our kids. You can label that whatever you want. You want to call that censorship? We could flip that right around on them and say, you're trying to censor us. See, the left always tries to dominate. They do this with morality too, right? They, they try to say, well, you keep your Christian Judaic values to yourself. You can't legislate morality. When really what they're saying is, I want to legislate morality. and You better not get in my way. And he's saying the same thing here. He's saying, here you have duly elected school board members elected by parents who don't want to hear this garbage in their kid's school. And he's saying, you can't tell me what to do. I will censor you. And if you dare to not go along with my censorship, I'll call you a censor. Play the rest of his ridiculous video. You to know that we're moving forward. The state is moving forward and purchasing and procuring those social studies books. Your kids have the freedom to learn and you have the freedom to access. You have the freedom to learn about a child molester who caused a young kid to kill himself. That's what he's saying. So rest assured, we'll be sending those books down in very short order. And let's do our best, all of us, to soften the edges uh, of these debates. Oh, yeah, you're doing sure a great job softening the edges. Information and the freedom for our kids to learn. That, after all, is the California Yeah, way. that's the California way. You're going to use, you're going to, this is taxation without representation. You're going to use our tax money to buy Harvey Milk books because that's the most important thing in California. That's softening the edges. Do you not have anything better to do? Listen. We, we've talked about this a lot because we have a Christian Judaic focus here on the way that we view politics. That's our worldview. There's something very important to note here. This is deeper than politics. The bigger story here is that the majority uh, flip when this school board was elected, that uh, it's very important to note that they are Christians. And we, we know uh, Jen Wiersma, who we hope to have on the show here someday soon, uh, is a Christian herself. She's living out the values and, and classical American perspectives that made this country great. 
That is really what Gavin Newsom has a problem with. His progressive Marxist agenda at its core is very anti-Christian. They hate a higher accountability. They hate morality because it is biblical values that lead to the structure of a free republic. It is the premise that individuals are created and thus are to be held accountable someday, that they are free and autonomous, and that the government is there to ensure our liberty not to tyrannically rule over us. Gavin Newsom and the Marxists have the exact opposite perspective. The Democrats, who are completely godless, believe in no accountability whatsoever. They have deified the government. The government is God to this guy. Newsom is way up there on the deity chain. And he does not like when people dare oppose him or go against teachings that are effective in restructuring the very foundations of the United States. Him and his friends over at the World Economic Forum are hell-bent on destroying Western civilization because it is the biggest impediment to the advancement of socialist goals that they have in a one-world government, which they're very open about talking about. Right? This, is, this seems to be the era of conspiracy theories and uh, just turning out to be reality and truth. It's very sad. And I, I would like to point out that look how powerful this was. Look how powerful it was for a few local patriotic citizens to stand up and run for a school board. Look at the impact they're making. They got rid of garbage lies and trash education in a local school. They protected the most innocent among us. And now they've drawn attention from one of the most tyrannical governors of one of the largest economies in the world. That should say a lot. And again, as I would say to uh, our, our uh, California Assemblyman, Bill Asaley, who stood alone on the Assembly floor challenging a point of order, in this local issue, I would say, where is the Republican Party? Where are they? Uh, they, they, they yell and rant, the Democrats do, about militant culture warism and blah, blah, blah. Really what they're saying is, the left wants to wage war on this culture, and they don't want anybody opposing them. And thus far, in places like California, the majority of the Republican Party has just sort of acquiesced that. They, I guess we won't talk about culture war issues, maybe because they don't understand the premise of why those issues are important. These issues, many of which are not really political, they're moral issues. And the left has hijacked them and made them political and convinced conservatives to stay out of their way. Well, this is what you get as a result, the decline of American values. It's very sad, but I'm encouraged at the same time because of what these local school board members were able to do. If, if there's ever a call to action, here it is. Get out and run for something. Get involved at least. Show up. It's worth mentioning there is another local school district in Chino where um, – they're about to launch, uh, uh, what is it? What I don't know all the details. You have to look it up. But look up the Chino uh, issue. It's coming July 20th, I believe. They're having a meeting. If you're anywhere in the Chino Valley, try to be there. They're going to launch a school, a parent's right um, law that is, again, Basi I'm going to mess up the Yeah, basically, you have a right to know what your child yes. is doing at school. Uh, if your child, uh, an example would be if your child, if your son goes to school and wants to be, called a girl or named a girl or use female pronouns, you have the right to know that as a parent. Right, that the school can't lie to the parents like they've repeatedly done here in California. Uh, that's a great example, right? If you're anywhere in this area, go. Show up to that meeting. Show your support. Because it's hard enough for these school board members to get elected and then come under constant threat and harassment online, even threats from the governor himself, right? We need more people to show up and support, like we say sometimes, Annie up and kick in. All right, guys. 
I think that's all we got for today. Brandon? Until next time. Until next time, keep defining truth. Keep defining truth.